Welcome to Channel Journeys, the podcast for channel professionals that will enable and inspire you to create your best channel journey ever. Meet and learn from channel experts who share authentic stories of their channel victories, defeats, and lessons learned along the way. Here's your host, Rob Speed, a channel chief on a never-ending quest for channel knowledge and adventure. Hello, channel pros. This is Rob Spee. I am your host and channel advocate. Welcome to episode nine of Channel Journeys. Thank you for listening. I have got a great one for you today. We have our first millennial and our first partner on the show. Today, I'm talking with Gary Lowe. Gary and I, we go way back. We first met when I was running distribution at Carbonite, and he was doing business development at Tech Data. And since then, he went on to work for a communications company. And just recently, he took the leap to launch his own company. So Gary, he's gone from Disty to Vendor, and now he's an MSP. We talk about what inspired him to make that leap, what he's doing, what he's learning. And we dig a bit deeper and get into the personal side and how he finds the grit to push through the challenges of launching a business. We have lots of great content and tips you can use for yourself. So let's get started. Hey, Gary, good morning. Thanks for joining me on the Channel Journeys podcast. How are you doing? Thanks, Rob. I'm actually doing really well today. It's a little, uh, it's a little gray down here in, in sunny Florida, but you know, it's a good day. So, Well, you need a few gray days every once in a while in Florida just to help you remember that you're living the dream down there. <laughs> you know, as is right, man, we do live where most people vacation, so it, it's a beautiful day. It is. It is. So I am really proud to be introducing you on this show as the founder and CEO of a company, because when you and I first met, that wasn't the case. You had not taken that entrepreneurial leap. So congratulations, man. That is so cool. I got to tell you, man, thank you so much. It's, it's, it's definitely a journey. Uh, it's definitely a challenging journey. As, as you know, um, you know, there's a lot going on in my life. I recently uh, just got engaged. I, uh, you know, you know, I, I just found out that I'm having a, a newborn son, or a baby boy on the way. So life is definitely challenging. But I got to tell you, that is, for me personally, that's one of the best parts about life. You know, the only thing it really guarantees you is adventure, right? And, you know, are, are you going to be the person that's going to say, yes, I'm up for it? Or are you just going to stress out about it? So, um, so yeah, man, like uh, I didn't take the journey then. I'm, I'm here now, but, you know, life's good and, and I'm excited for it. So thank you. Gary, I think you're the epitome of the yes man. When I don't think I've ever heard you turn down an adventure. <laughs> well, I, I got to tell you, man, some adventures, um, some adventures do escape me. It really just depends on my goals. So um, I really got to express that. So all adventures and, you know, I, I do have friends that, that, you know, travel all over the world and, you know, especially, you know, in the business arena, in the corporate world. And, you know, they're always asking me to, you know, are you up for this? And, and for, oh, most of the time I am up for a lot of different things, especially if it's going to add to me. Um, but I, I do have to say recently, and, and, you know, especially when I hit my thirties, it's really been about my goals, right? You know, are these adventures going to add to me? Are, 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 am I going to be able to check a box? Am I going to, you know, check things off that, you know, are really helping me go toward my goals and my directions where I want to attain in life, right? So I'd really have to say, uh, yes, I am definitely up for an adventure, but it's really got to be, um, you know, something, a strategic initiative behind it as well, too. Well, you hit your 30s and you decide to grow up, huh? I, you know what, man? I got to tell you, like, in, during my 20s, you know, I have to I have to revert back to a, um, you know, to a saying I heard from, um, 
the CEO of, uh, I believe, Alibaba. And I really, I really respected what he said. You know, he was, he, he gave, you know, some advice to everybody. And it generally, it generally said in your twenties, you know, hone, find out what you like to do, hone it, get in there, go for it, get at it, you know, and really get under people that, that, that are really valuable, right? You know, find leaders, find people that you respect, find people that you look up to. And I got to tell you, Rob, um, that's one of the reasons why I, I stayed so close to you over the years. Um, I really got to say, you know, the respect and admiration I had for you, you know, you, you, you said once before, I'm always up for adventure, but I got to tell you, man, I'm kind of falling in your lead as well, too. So I really appreciated that because you've been a great well, example th- to me as well. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. That means a lot. So you, you've got the trifecta of challenge and adventure coming up. You're getting married. You've got a son coming on. You've launched a new company. So this business, Think ITAI, first I got to ask you, where did that name come from? So um, I have to say it was a, um, it's, it's definitely been a journey. Like we, we, a few years ago, um, just to kind of give you the backstory behind this, you know, I, I was, I was in every, you know, everyday corporate job, you know, sitting behind the desk eight hours a day, you know, sitting there. But the good thing about it, you know, I had the ability, I worked in distribution. I have the, I had the ability at the time to, to really help a lot of people grow their businesses. Right. And, you know, I've been in the business for about 10 years, you know, helping, you know, dozens of customers upon customers, you know, grow their businesses exponentially over the years. And, Honestly, I was sitting there one day uh, and I was just frustrated, right? I was looking at myself, looking at my life. I was like, is this really what I really want to do? Is this what I really want to do for the rest of my life? You know, and this was, Gary, this was, when, this was when you were at Tech Data, sitting in the correct. distributor chair? Yeah. Okay. This, this, this was, I was sitting in Tech Data. You know, I was the account manager for a few different you know, cloud vendor lines, you know, like Carbonite and you know, some other guys out there. You know, AWS, you know, Azure, Microsoft Office 365. And I was sitting there like, you know, does this, is this really what I want to do? And, and partially, yes, it was, you know, it was, I really liked helping people. I loved affecting change. I knew I was helping the world, you know, taking the next steps into their stage of evolution of technology, but was I doing it for myself? And and that was the thing that kind of really stuck out to me. I wasn't doing it for myself. I was following someone else's dream, helping someone else's dream move forward. Um, so just to for, you know, speed this along a little bit or make a long story short, you know, I reached out to a few of uh, my partners that I really helped over the years. And, you know, I sat with them and I, I asked them, like, you know, what did you do to do this? And for the most part, they kind of laughed at me. Um, and at the end, I'll be all, they pretty much said to me, Gary, you know, honestly, like I met you, I was doing $300,000 a year in revenue. You know, I, you know, four years later, uh, or a few years later, I'm doing, you know, you know, tens of millions of dollars of business later. It's kind of your fault. You tell me what to do, when to do it, you know, what to sell, when it's selling. You're, you're able to ship products all over the world for me. I'm not sure why you're not doing it yourself. And to be perfectly honest between you and me, Rob, that little, that lit a fire under my ass. Um, mm-hmm. you know, well, I, see, I, you, I, you, I, you don't, you don't pass up a challenge when it makes sense. Yeah, no, I, 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 you know, and I, and I'm in, you know, I, I hope and I pray I can recognize the opportunity as well too. So <laughs> that, that is a, that is definitely a, a big option right there. But yeah, I, I saw the challenge, um, and 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 honestly, it's history from that point. You know, we're, you know, I, I started reaching out to my friends that believed in me, and even the ones that didn't, and even the ones that didn't even know me. You know, I started reaching out, and then 
I started building a team of people and, you know, to think about the name, we actually started as a, as a we actually rebranded ourselves a few different times. Uh, and, and if anybody wants to look me up, have at it, you know, you can find our original name and reach back out to me. <laughs> um, but to really sit down and we were thinking about it, you know, we wanted a call of action, you know, we wanted what we did, right? We wanted our experience involved. And honestly, you know, with all our experience, and, and all the, the moving forward in technology today, you know, this is where it really came, came about. We, we, we needed to think, we needed our customers to think, uh, we needed to know what we, what we did. Uh, we know, of course, IT and the AI came in as, you know, AI is the future. If there's, there's nothing more prevalent right now, um, it, it, it is the next electricity. It is the next fossil fuel. You know, it is embedded in everything we're doing. They're literally, you know, AI is creating children right now. You know, AI creates an algorithm uh, in Match.com with puts two people together, and these two people get married and have babies. So <laughs> here's where we are. <laughs> yeah, AI is it's it is now. It is the future. It's what everybody is talking about. It's what everybody's doing. It's there are many many startups, people launching just like you and building up companies around AI and thinking up new ways to solve problems for customers. What what is your particular mission? Have you picked a niche where you want to focus? Yeah. So we have a, we, we, so, so just to kind of revert back to a few different things that we've done before in the past, you know, we really have to stay, stay close to our basics of who we are. So the, the team of people that I've built around myself, um, you know, I have myself, Gary, Gary Anthony Lowe, of course, um, Charles Elliott, you know, he is, he is our chief operating officer. He is, he is the networking guru that we have on our staff. Um, we have, you know, we have, we have our project manager uh, we, and we have our technical account manager. So we really had to sit down there and look at what we're doing and, and really hone our basics. So right now, um, we are a managed service player. Uh, we remotely monitor and manage, you know, our customers, clients, endpoints. But we do that in a little bit different way than we think most that we think most are doing it. Um, you know, just for my many years in the managed service industry, you know, so many people, so many customers, so many businesses wanted to manage your endpoints. And they and they wanted that to be the end all be all, right? We're taking it a step further. We are acting as your virtual CIO, you know, you know, chief information officer, chief technical officer, but we're gonna be your remote guy. You know, we you know, saw the need for customers. You know, there's so many new businesses up today. The economy's moving forward. The economy's great. But so many customers are good at, you know, our businesses are good at doing what they're doing, right? And IT, you know, technology isn't necessary. You know, call it a necessary evil if you like, or whatever you want to call it, it isn't necessary. And you need to move forward and you need to understand what that is or have someone on staff or remotely on staff what that means. And that is who we are. So with that type of offering, are you targeting smaller businesses or smaller entities, smaller organizations? So we are, we are targeting smaller organizations. Uh, anywhere be- Our sweet spot is anywhere between 5 and 25 uh, customers. And, and the great part about this, because everything is in the cloud, everything um, it can be done remotely, we have customers all over the states right now. The furthest that we're reaching right now uh, as we have in Utah, in Georgia, and majority of our are in Florida right now. You said between five and twenty-five customers. Do you mean their customers? Oh, they're five to twenty-five. They're employees, employees or yeah, they're, they're employees. They're yeah, employees. That's what I thought. They're employees, and so, so we just don't. 
So here's the thing as well, too. We noticed that in the past, or even our competition right now currently is doing endpoints. You know, it's, paying, it's, it's charging you by the endpoint. We don't charge you by the endpoint. We charge you by the person. And the reason why is because we know today, you know, every, any given person, whether, you know, in business, out of business, personal, will have four or five different, um, you know, different, different, you know, different gadgets hooked up to their, to their personal, to their business. You know, uh, uh, they'll have a tablet, they'll have a tablet. They just have a lot of different things, right? So we, we concentrate on the person, on making sure that person is, is fully up and running. So let's give a little bit more backstory, Gary. Um, I met you when you were at Tech Data, and I think you had already been there a few years. I was at Carbonite. Uh, You guys were helping us out uh, with your cloud uh, distribution model. How did you end up at Tech Data? What got you into the channel in the first place? So I I have to mention, um, you know, a great great guy and mentor. Um, His name is Pete Peterson. Uh, He is the, currently right now, uh, he is the president um, of... Well, most recently, Pete was at Xerox. I actually had a chance to talk to Pete yesterday. Oh, oh, yeah, wonderful. He's the president of... That's right, Xerox. He's the president chief of Xerox. He's personal mentor of mine. He's a wonderful guy, man. Let me tell you. Uh, he's actually the person who um, who pulled me out uh, of where I was at at the time, and recognized my skill and effort, and um, set me on the track and set me on the way to doing this. And uh, to this day, I... Uh, give him a call, ask him how he's doing and, um, give him my, um, tell him what's going on in my life. And he definitely gives me a lot of good advice. That is funny. I did not know that Pete was your mentor who helped. He, did he, uh, help bring you in or was he kind of the first guy that, that mentored you when you got into the organization? No. So, and you know what, here's the, here's the thing about social media. So I once I was at a crossroads, uh, in my life. Um, it was, it was about, this was about, I don't know, 10 years ago. Um, I was looking for a different position. So I reached out uh, on LinkedIn. I was looking at a lot of different things and I was just, you know, I was on LinkedIn. I was seeing what's, what's going on in the world. And uh, I reached out to Pete Peterson. We started talking uh, at my current company at the time. Uh, I'll let you know they are HH Greg. <laughs> I was the, um, I was a regional sales manager for the technical aspect. There was a big acquisition going on between tech data and uh and and hh greg for their apple uh apple products and i reached out and offered my assistance uh pete just saw something in me that you know we we, we negotiated a deal we we got it pushed through uh it's one of the biggest deals from and and from my deal date day to date uh we got it pushed through and he he reached out to me he's like hey gary um i like you like are you interested in doing anything else and say lovey here we are that is fantastic. It's, you know, it, this is just a reminder too, Gary, that the channel world, it's, it's a small world, you know, where none of us are separated by more, probably more than one degree of separation. It's, <laughs> that's I, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. And that's what I enjoy about this podcast too, is I, I hear about somebody that I already know, or I get to know, and then I find out that they know someone and yeah, it's, it's a great world. So that got you into tech data. You were there doing business development, sales work. What did that teach you? What did you learn in those years in distribution? So let me say this. I absolutely love the channel. Um, there's no better experience. I, I consider if anyone wants to get into, if anybody, want, if anybody new startup or even you're changing careers, get into the channel. It will teach you things that you cannot pay for. And, and the reason why I say this is because, you know, you know, I have friends, you know, 
that I went to college with that went on to bigger and better things and, and done different things across the board. But there's no other place in this world where, you know, someone coming into their career, someone coming into a, a new a new development, a new career for them can sit next to some of the largest companies in the world, work with them, hear what they're doing right, hear what they're doing wrong. Like personally, you know, my first year there, I sat next to, you know, the business development manager, uh, the, the vice presidents of Apple, Samsung, Asus, Acer, and, and they're all trading information, trading knowledge, you know, what, what are the best ways to communicate? What are the best ways to market in the industry? And you really learn, you really get a grasp of, of the pulse of the market, right? Um, so at the end of the day, when I left there, you know, of course, everybody at their job is always complaining. But, you know, when I left there, I really truly saw the value add of being in the channel. And, and honestly, doing what you're doing right now, Rob, you know, cultivating that and taking that forward to the next stage. It, this, this, I think this is going to be a bigger field than people realize just because of that fact. Well, that's certainly my thought too, Gary, my, my belief, my hope, you know, I, I launched a podcast as about turning the channel into a profession because today it's not really viewed as a profession that you don't take channels in university. There aren't channel nope. courses. You, you go out and you learn it through the School of Hard Knocks. And now there's the Channel Institute. They're doing channel management, channel sales, channel marketing training. So it's starting to come, but I think more and more it is going to become a profession. Uh, and it's a great profession for people to get into. And it's interesting. I did distribution. I worked at Arrow later in my career. So I had been a channel manager, moved up into channel director roles, then moved into distribution. But I think you're right. That is not a bad place to start to get exposure to a large number of companies, great leaders. You got a lot. You learned a lot in those years that you were at Tech Data. I, I got to tell you, man, I, I thoroughly thank them for it. You know, uh, once again, you, that's something that you can't pay for. You know, and let me mention this as well, too. Um, I had the, the last few years of my life, I, I worked for a company called Cineverse, right? They're one of the world's largest in telecommunication companies. You know, literally, if their doors were to die or close down today, the world's communication would die for the next six months. And, and that's a big play that we have as well, too, because we have a large uh, government contracting, you know, portion of our business that we actually attacked the market with. It honestly made our bread and butter. Um, but, to, to, but to go back, the channel, being in the channel, um, if you've ever noticed, Rob, that every company you've ever worked for has their own set of rules, has their own culture, has their own language, right? Uh, so it's saying that, you know, watching companies communicate with each other when they're speaking two different languages is, is honestly pretty funny. It's pretty hilarious because they're, they're throwing acronyms at each other that each one of them, each one of them is just assuming and nodding their head, being agreeable, but they don't know what the hell they're saying to each other. You know, working at, working in the channel, working at Tech Data, they have created the distribution centers of the world, have created a certain language that is universal in all business. And the reason why I say this is because I've worked with all these different companies, right? Some of the biggest companies in the world. And I always saw a communication barrier. But if you know channel language, if you know the distribution language, you know that you can speak to them all very clearly. They all understand you. But if you know, if you know Microsoft, you don't necessarily know IBM. And you can't necessarily always translate that. Products, sometimes, yes. You know, people, if you're, if you're friends, absolutely. But if you know the channel, you can speak to most of the businesses in the world and they'll all understand you and they'll all know where you're coming from. And let me tell you, that increases efficiency in business, that increases, increases efficiencies in communication. And if you have communication, which is the backbone for all business, 
They love you, brother. Yeah, that's a great point. I'm kind of chuckling, though, because you're right. We can talk channels with every company in the world, and we understand each other. But you go tell your mom or your brother about channels and what you do. They look at you with this blank expression because they have no idea what you're talking about. Don't even get it. Don't even understand it. So, <laughs> and, I, and I and I agree with you. And when I tried to bring the channel over to a previous company, like they just they they saw that they see the money that is interchanging hands. And I got to tell you, building the channel is like is building an ecosystem. And most people just don't get that because they've always been either direct sales or uh, you know or maybe third party or you know do one tier or something like that. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the, the channel is truly an ecosystem. Oh, absolutely. It is. So I'm curious, you, you did the distribution, then how did you land at Cineverse? Where did that fit in? Um, so the next, so I'm like, like I was saying before, um, when I look at challenges, right, I really want to see what I can add to myself. You know, at the end of the day, you know, I, <laughs> it's a fun, funny story, long story short. Um, when I was when I was a younger man, I was at a crossroads, uh, and, and my and I was asking my father for advice, right? And he did one of the most important things that that he's ever done for me, and, and to this day, I, I always go to this person for advice. And I was about twenty years old, um, and I was at a crossroads. He looked at me and he asked me, Gary, okay, what do you want to do? And I wasn't quite sure, right? So he said, okay, do this for me. Imagine. You know, imagine a man that you want to be, you know, at the end of your days. What do you want this man to say about yourself? What do you want this man to do? What do you want this man to be? Think about all the great things he's accomplished. Think about all the things, great things that he's done. And when you're looking at this man, I want you to sit back now, right? And I want you to ask this man the same question you just asked me. What do you want to do with your life? And honestly, you know, it took me a few years to grasp that. But now when I ask this man, this, this future self of mine, that the guy that I look up to, the guy that I want to be like, the, you know, the, the person that I just want to be a man among men with a character, you know, with an outstanding character, you know, I ask him, you know, what do I want to do? And I, there's certain things that I want to, that I want to be a part of myself. Um, and, and when I left tech data, you know, I had a lot of information about, about products. I had a lot of information about services. I had a lot of information about process, marketing. Uh, no, I had a, I had a, a huge area of expertise. Uh, but because Cineverse, you know, is a telecommunications company, uh, because they are heavy in AI all around the world, um, one of the last, uh, one, one, of the, one of the last opportunities or projects I worked on before I left them was, you know, retrofitting the, the robotic police officers in Dubai with, with a SIM card so, so their police force could um, talk to them without having, having someone hacked into their database. So, like, and, uh, <laughs> that know, sounds right? like sci-fi it's stuff. Oh, it, it's, it's so, and what they use them for, they really just use them for giving people directions, giving people advice, and really monitoring the city because they're, they're pretty safe for the most part. Mm-hmm. And it is sci-fi, and that's, that is the future. That is the day that we live in right now. And I asked myself, where do I want to go next? And with the, when this came up, um, communication, you know, AI, they were the leading, they were one of the leading um, companies in the world for all this information. I had to find out what it was. So I spent the next three years, you know, uh, understanding what they did, understanding like who the, who the customers were and, and how they're attacking the market. And, and honestly, I saw a huge opportunity um, with them and offering them to the rest of the world because just like I said before, 
they didn't understand the child. They didn't understand the child. And they have always traditionally sold to their customers that they've always traditionally sold to. There's a whole other world out there in the channel and uh, in, in, in government sector that they haven't touched. And I plan on being the first person to help them introduce to that. And we're currently working together right now uh, with that. So you're a Cineverse partner now. Correct. We just we just signed our first partnership on January the, the 30th. So uh, we're a Cineverse partner and we're taking them uh, right up to the top to uh, to to America's, um, to SOCOM, to, to the world, to America's largest military communication base. And we're actually, um, we're actually in a, an event where we're competing against other viable solutions, uh, for inter- international global communication. Pretty hot stuff. Oh, I'm, I'm excited, man. Like, I don't know what's going to happen next, but that's the best part about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the journey, right? Exactly. Are you, yes, sir. are you, are you partnering with any other vendors at this point? Uh, so with our managed service side of the business, absolutely. Uh, if you look at the entire solution from soup to nuts, from an IT perspective, um, disaster recovery, you know, have your communication voice over IP, you have your email, Microsoft Office 365, which we are Microsoft House. Uh, and then we have, you know, of course, the other aspects of it as well, too, like CRM, uh, storage, you know, storage and backup. Even hardware, even you know, laptop, lap, desktop, laptops, you know, servers, and so forth. So any we all surprises? Any surprises, Gary? You know, you after sitting in the DISTI seat, you know what it's like recruiting partners, onboarding partners, enabling partners, and and helping them get started. So you were watching it vicariously, living it vicariously. But now that you're in that hot seat, does it? What have you learned? What's different than maybe what you expected, or have there been any surprises? So I, I do have to say this, um, and you know what? I really appreciate sitting in the the tech data seat versus sitting in the the owner's seat because um, there was a um, there was an inside joke between you know account reps or technical account managers, sales engineers, that you know we were really surprised about you know the depth of knowledge that that the owners had. You know, at the time, you know, we would we would wonder to ourselves like, okay how are these guys doing this much business and they don't, you know, and they would give us the impression they didn't know much about uh, what we were talking about. And at the time, you know, we would think, Oh, they're, you know, they're, they just need to learn more or to be honest with you that we, we thought they were, they were a bit silly or, or some of them were like, Oh my God, like, how are you running this business? I got to tell you, <laughs> that is, that is totally changed sitting in this side of the business. Um, as the owner of the company, you think about so much, so much is on your plate. Like honestly, delegating is huge. You have to do it because you're thinking about HR, you're thinking about new customers, you're thinking about marketing, you're thinking about your social media, you're thinking about deals, you're thinking about credit. There's so much on your plate, you really have to delegate. So I really see why, um, you know, at the time I, w- I was thinking some of these owners were foolish, but they were doing so much money. No, they weren't foolish at all. They were just taking off their plate what they could take off their plate because companies like Tech Data existed and companies like Tech Data said, listen, let, let's, let's take this off your plate. We'll do this for you. So honestly, they were, here you go. Have at it. So I totally get that now. Like, like they, they have so much on their plate. We have so much on our plate that delegation um, is a huge, it's a huge thing that you need to do and you need to get a good team in place. Because let me tell you, being a business owner by yourself, it's lonely. Um, and I have to be honest with you, your confidence can shake. 
So you need to get a good team of people around you, even that, even if that means getting strong vendors that believe in you and getting good relationships with people on that vendor team. Yeah, I I agree 100%, Gary. I I did the same path as you. I jumped out of distribution after talking to partners and seeing what they're doing. I wanted to join the club. And I, I took that leap and sat in that hot seat and suddenly realized how much is on your shoulders. And I was in a group with the guys. You know, we had a, a number of partners to support each other. But uh, yeah, it, it gets a little scary out there on the ledge trying to meet cash flow and, and hit those demands when you're at the early stages of, of trying to get those first customers. Uh, and let me tell you, man, now that I have a, a baby, a, a, a new fiance, a new house and a baby on the way, uh, there is there's no excuses, man. The world is not going to give you any excuses. The world doesn't let you say, but I had this, but I, but I have this to do. No, like you got to make it happen. Like this is, this is the end all be all. This is the story. And honestly, if my confidence does shake at this point now, I just have to push through because I have no other option because I have a, I have a baby on the way and a beautiful fiance who does not let me, who does not let up an inch on me. <laughs> yeah. Failure is not an option, Gary, at this point. No, absolutely not. It is not an option. No, no. It's just a good. I was going to say that I think there's a book, no plan B. So I, I read his book, um, at, but my, one of my favorite quotes of it, and it's, um, it's, it's, I think it's called the power of not giving a, not giving a fuck, but yes, you know, yes. It, I've seen the time. Yeah. I've seen that one. I haven't read it yet. I love the book. I love the book. And it mentions in there when it, it mentions there on your path to success, when failure becomes a prerequisite to the path of success and not just failure itself, that's when you know you have, you, you truly have a, a way or a process of a, a way you, you truly have direction. Uh, and I really, I really appreciate it when it said that is because when you look at success you look at failure, you know, it does shake you. It does, it does shake you. But when you have the grit to push through and it's, and it's just a learning apparatus where it, it's okay, you know what, you're not ready for it. So we got to, we got to, we got to re rehome this thing and, and get you ready for it. That's all it is. It's just, it's just reholding the path. And when, when I started looking at things like that, um, you know, it really does change things quite a bit. Um, you still got to make your, you still got to make that cash flow and pay your bills, but <laughs> you know, it, it really does change things quite a bit. It does. I was listening to a podcast this morning at the gym, Gary, and, and uh, um, talking about launching a new business and you're, you're jumping on a new ladder, you're starting to climb the rungs. But when you're early on, you're at the first or second rung of the ladder. If you fall, you don't fall very far because you're just getting started. So you can survive yeah. those little failures and just learn from them, brush yourself off and just jump right back on. But you know what, though? I, I got to say this. So, you know, you 2020, uh, hindsight's 2020, right? And, and you're looking at it from a perspective because you, you've done it before and, and I'm doing it now. And, I, and I've done it a little bit before too. And I agree with you a hundred percent, but for the human psyche, looking at that, you know, especially starting off, everybody wants to be, um, you know, everybody wants to be a winner every, every moment of the day. Right. And, and you, you really have to look at it like, okay, I'm just going to keep pushing through. So if I can give any advice to any of these startups out there that listen, you know, no matter what you're going through, it's not that bad. You know, it's not that bad. You can push through it. If, if another person on this planet has done it, you can do it too. Just follow your instincts and, fo and follow your personal because you've made this decision. You know what you're doing. You know, go for it and push through and, and, and use that grit and stay with it. Yeah, the grit. That's important. Maintain yeah, that grit. Absolutely. Great advice. So, you know, 
not letting that doubt creep in. There are different things, different ways people do that. And, and I think for you and I, the physical challenges outside of work, you know, working out are, are, is really important. Is what really pumps you up when you maybe doubt starts creeping in and you just got to go do something? What is it that you go do that, that pumps you up again? You know what? Um, you may, you may, sound, you may, this may sound a little strange, but I go learn something new. When, when I, I know the process of success is generally the same in all aspects of the word, in all aspects of, of the process. And, and when I say this is, um, you know, for, for many years, I, I was a martial artist growing up, right? And, and honestly, that was the best thing I've ever done, you know, at, for, for a very, very long time. My father taught me martial arts growing up, um, and I was very successful at it, you know, won a couple of awards, won a couple of competitions. And you know, a successful manager, you know, reached out to me and, and, and at the time and, it's just, and at the time when I was struggling, struggling in, in sales and he asked me, what did I do? What did I do? Great. What did I do the best? And I told him martial arts. Um, and he says, well, what, how did you approach that? And, you know, I just told him, he's like, listen, I, you know, I did everything I thought of, um, everything that I loved about it. I found what I loved about it, everything. And, and I attacked it from, from a passionate aspect rather than just doing what I'm supposed to do because I'm trying to, to get this way. So I attached from passionate um, and I tried to learn new ways of, of going about doing it. So personally right now, when I find myself struggling, when I find myself, you know, down, down in the dumps uh, or a little depression because it does sit on all of us, I honestly go learn something new. Uh, recently I, I've taken up the ukulele and, you know, taking on different steps like that, learning those things. There's a process um, of, of elimination and finding what that means, learning new things helps, helps me in other aspects to show me that, guess what? I can keep moving forward with this. This is just, this is just, this is just a learning. This is just learning, learning hill. Like I got, I got another hill I got to go over. So that, does that answer your question? Uh, it's kind of long winded on that one. Gary, it does. And it's a fascinating answer. I was not expecting that at all. Um, I would thought yeah. you were going to tell me, I thought you were going to tell me, well, I go try out for Ninja Warrior or, you know, go skydiving or something, but going and learning something new. And, and you're not saying necessarily learning something about the area of business, maybe where you're challenged. It might be something totally different, n- different, like the ukulele, which I, Gary, I can totally picture you playing the g- ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I, I, honestly, like, you know, it's, it's, here's the thing when I've noticed about myself is that. I'm a passionate guy, you know, just like you, Rob, you know, we, we, you know, passions drive us forward. And when I get down in the dumps, what I realize is, is I'm getting down in the dumps with my passion about it. Like I'm getting, I'm getting beat up too much. So I go do something or I go find something that I, that I can be passionate about. I don't necessarily know. And I go, and I go try to learn it. Um, I have a, I'm in the big brothers program. I'm a bit of, I've been a big brother for the past four years and, you know, I saw an opportunity to, um, it's like, hey, you know, let's go teach him the. U- I have no idea how to play the ukulele, but let's teach him the ukulele. And I got to tell you, like every time I play it, every time I play it with him, you know, there's challenges there. But I go look. But I really love doing it, and so I go look up new ways to get past these challenges, and uh, I push forward. And I got to tell you, there's this really interesting theory, um, and I'm sure you've heard it before. It's called the eighty, you know, the eighty twenty rule. But it was, uh, it's a little, it's it's been applied a little bit differently into this aspect of learning new things. Um, and we all know the 80-20 rule, or most of us do. And, and what this states is that, you know, in anything you do, 
you know, 20% of it normally yields 80%, 80% of the, um, 80% of the results and, and 80% of it normally gets, you know, 20% of the results. So mm-hmm. when I'm learning something new and where I'm teaching something new, um, I find out what that 20% is that affects 80%. And I got to tell you, man, the, the exponential rate of what I personally think I learn on these things or the results that I get from it really, um, really shoots forward. And I really try to apply those, those, uh, those processes or those other items to what I'm having frustration about. And uh, honestly, it kind of reinvigorates me. Did that, did that apply to learning the, to play the ukulele? I was trying to do ukulele for a few weeks and I just couldn't get it. Uh, and then I, I used that 80, 20 rule. Um, and, you know, found out that, you know, that 80% of the songs, uh, that, that can play, that can be played on the a ukulele or played with only four chords. So, so for three weeks, I couldn't get a thing. And for, and, and I practiced those four chords for one week and I got three songs immediately. <laughs> I love it. That is fantastic. Kind of reminds me, do you remember those books? There was like the, what was it? Um, I had one juggling for dummies and it, hmm. it boiled it down to like how you could learn juggling like in, uh, in 30 minutes. And wow. they probably apply the same principle. No, you know what? I've learned over the years that the the track for success is the same. And you know, theoretically speaking, it's the same for everything. You know, you have if you have passion for something, you be creative. You know, and you attack it from from your passionate, creative angles. Uh, and you, and if you find the you know the and if you apply the eighty twenty the eighty twenty rule, I got to tell you, man, your learning ability will just exponentially increase over time. And you know, just you, you get to do more things and, and it really shows, you know, it really showed me that, you know, you got to be passionate and you have to be passionate. If you, if you tend to lose your passion a little bit, cause things are getting a little bit mundane, try creative new things, not necessarily about the business, but just in life in general. And I got to tell you, it, it, it's really helped me be happier, become happier and really apply these new rules of, excuse me, these new rules and processes to uh, things that I find mundane that honestly have reinvigorated them to, do more with them. That's awesome. Great stuff here, Gary. We've covered a lot of ground. It's been a fun conversation. Um, before we wrap this up, is there anything else that uh, we don't know about Gary Lowe that, that you want to share with us? I could tell you all the, all the crazy things that I've done and all the crazy things that, that I want to do in life and all the things that I want to, all the things I want to accomplish. But I really have to, to boil these things down to a, a, a few things the three things that I personally want to be in life that I think would, you know, would be my wish at the end that I could say, yes, I did a good job at the end of this world would, would be the three things, honestly. And that would just be to be a good son, a good husband and a good father. It honestly, honestly, you know, Rob, if I could be those three things, um, at the end of my days, um, you know, I, I would consider my life and, and, you know, my legacy or whatever I leave behind a success. So, yeah, let's leave it with that. Well, <laughs> that really boils it down to what truly is important in life, Gary. So that is a great way to end this. Man, I thank you. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for a, a great conversation about channels, but about life, too. We we covered a lot of fun and an important topic. So thanks, Gary. No, Rob, it was, it's always great talking to you, man. And I'm looking forward to following your adventures as well, too, because you inspired me as well. So thank you. I'll try to keep it up. All right. Take care, (laughs) Gary, and best of luck with your your business. I know it's going to grow leaps and bounds.
All right. Thanks, Rob. Have a great day. Hey, guys, that was a lot of fun. Gary has a ton of passion in pursuing his dreams, and yet he stays grounded in what's really most important. I'm enjoying hearing about all the hobbies of our guests, from Gary playing the ukulele to Rod Bapti flying helicopters. And I'm wondering, what is your passion? I'd love to hear about it. Just send me a note. You can reach me at rob at channeljourneys.com. And thanks again for listening, wherever you are. If you like the show, I'd love for you to subscribe. You can do that on my website, channeljourneys.com, or you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Join me next week for an interview with Laz Gonzalez. Laz is a channel pro with a very diverse channel background and a very fun side gig. We're going to talk about channel marketing and a major mistake many vendors make that reduces the impact of their through-channel marketing. You don't want to miss it. Until then, have a great channel journey. Thanks for listening to Channel Journeys. For show notes and other Channel Journey podcasts, visit channeljourneys.com. If you liked today's show, please forward it to your channel friends. And be sure to tune in for Rob's next channel adventure.